That's right. Welcome back to Comics Exchange, your friendly neighborhood podcast. I am yours truly, Mike D. To my left, we have ultimate Ryan Shipley. Deja vu. (laughs) Like there's a glitch in the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To my right, we have the owner of Knoxville's longest running comic shop, Mr. Bill Langford. I still like that title. Yeah, it's a good title. Sounds good. And across from me in the hot seat, we have a guest this week. That would be one Mr. Michael Horner. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Yes, there we go. There we go. I like how you clap for yourself, too. <laughs> it's that weird thing. Like, it's, whenever you're at like TJF Fridays or whatever, uh-huh. and they come out to sing the birthday song to you, yes. do you get that feeling like you have to clap along with them, too? Like, even it's, it's positive affirmation for yeah, myself. It feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it does. Uh, no, I don't think I clap. I think I leave the no. clapping to the... You leave the clapping to For okay. one, I'm afraid I'm going to be offbeat. Oh, yeah. You know, they're the. Uh, I'm, yeah, and no, then, I get it. You're white. Fucking Steve Martin <laughs> the Jerk. Steve yeah. Martin the Jerk. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard for me to. Such a good movie. <laughs> yes, it is. How many years? 23. 23? 23. Okay. Yes. Uh, my son will be 23, and that's how I gauge it. I actually named him. His name Comic is Grayson. Exchange. No. Grayson. Grayson. So okay. he's after the first first Robin, yes. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Does he know the his origin story there? Yes. Okay. Yes, he yes. knows. Does he like Dick Grayson, too? Yes. That's his favorite. He has a bunch of his shirts and socks and hats, and I kind of, well, I kind of pushed it on him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, crazy there's that much Dick Grayson merchandise. Yes. Yeah, he's awesome. It's been a good year for Dick Grayson fans. Yes. Yeah. Has, yeah he I, been, has he been collecting a run of the book? Yes. He, well, I always get him an issue, so I get it for him. Are you going to name his uh, his brother Rick Grayson? <laughs> Boo! Well, for those who don't know, that was a terrible story. <laughs> since I can't have any more kids. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to that name. Though that's super cool because you're not going to find a more pure of heart, like good soul characters, Dick Grayson. So yep. a shout out. That's it's great. awesome. So at that point, so Bill, you were Mike in... might be my longest. Well, it's close, but he's he's been one of my longest customers. Mm-hmm. Twenty three years. So next year will be twenty five years. Yeah. So pretty much from. I can't remember if you came when we I had my first store at the little the small location. No. Okay. So then probably was, at the bigger. Mike store. waited till you had. So I had yeah. space. Electricity. He, would, yeah. he was yeah. waiting for electricity. <laughs> That's how you know a shop is going to last. Well, it was kind of cold in there. Yeah. Now the the only thing I missed from the older one yeah. is where you would go to the bathroom and you worried if you were going to fall in the floor. <laughs> well, there was there was a situation where there had been a a lady that uh I think she did fall like pretty much hip deep. <laughs> It what? was yeah. She she spoke Spanish, and uh, I couldn't exactly understand what she was saying. Oh, she, no. she came you from. You pull the, out the Google Translate, and it's like, help! I'm stuck in the floor. Well, I heard the adios <laughs> mio. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and when I went back there, there was there was a loud noise, but she had I think her left or right leg had gotten pretty much had fallen through. Luckily, I don't think there was any any. Oh, no. She didn't know the word for lawsuit. Oh, yeah. so, you got the floor fixed though near the. But we did. Had. So I called the landlord and I said, "This yeah. is unacceptable. I can't have my customers falling through the floor." And he did send someone out there. But for the longest time, that bathroom was a hazard. Yeah, it was. It was, it was terrible. Da- it was dangerous. No, so I appreciate you sticking like with. Sand. I, appreci- I appreciate you sticking with us through the terrible bathroom, Mike. <laughs> yes, yes. And now, that, did you like have run out there? Did you have to help her out? So yeah, I, I kind of had to help her up, lift her up through the. She she couldn't get up from the floor. Oh, no. uh, but like I said, she was very nice about it. She, I think she understood, and um, it, it didn't turn into anything like a lawsuit. Or... That bathroom, for people who don't know, it was scary. I think they filmed at least one of the Saw movies. <laughs> the, I think I hid stuff in the walls. The paint, the paint had started to peel off yeah. the walls. Yeah. Was, yeah. You're like, I'm going to put this it's, here. Sometimes you turn the light on and it would flicker. You know. This is probably what you were hearing from the bathroom. <laughs> um, so okay, so 
where were you going before you started going to Bills? Like, what made you come start going to Bills? Well, I'd been to different comic stores, like in Morristown and Knoxville, but then I was um, Mike House. Mm-hmm. His store's in. So he just reopened a few years ago in Claxton, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but he would drive all the way up to Morristown. Oh, that's what House Comics. I thought it was like Doctor House. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. It's not. He would drive all the way up to Morristown and like meet me at the Long John Silver's parking lot up at the Morristown Mall. So you would get Long John Silver's and comics. Well, no, it was always on Saturday mornings. And so the Long John Silver's, finally after a year or two, they walked out there and they go, what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't know. And they go, we didn't know what it was going on. Right. You know, and all this stuff. And so, yeah. but I would always meet him there. And I remember, because like it was when uh, the Ultimate Universe started. So I remember okay. I got like the Ultimate Sp- Spider-Man number one. Right. So that's kind of, yep. I remember the timeline then. But then after, I guess, two years, he told me that he was shut, but then he recommended right. uh, okay. Bill because yeah, yeah, he had yeah. also been up at the mall some when they would do comic shows. And so he recommended Bill, and I came down. And I mean, I, I think after the first time I came down, I mean, of course, I collect like 50 to 60. A bunch of books. Yeah, books yeah, yeah. a week yeah. anyway, so, you know. And um, it's not like really lower either, right? Like you still get a hefty amount each week. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. I still... I still probably have fifty to sixty. Yeah, yeah, titles. depending on the week. Yeah. Um, and your favorite is Nightwing. My favorite book is Batman. Batman. Yeah. So yeah. not right now, maybe. So like, <laughs> not not so much right now. I'm, but you, you know, don't like the current Batman. No. Okay. Not a, well. I'll say this: like I know, like in comics, you know, you just you got to let the whole run go. That's right. You know, true, true. And so, like, it started off like I love failsafe and stuff. Failsafe exactly, when it, exactly. When it first started, but then it got into the other world stuff, and yep, yep. with, and and then like you know, we got the hand, and he's not telling anybody, and then they're not really addressing that, and then it's just I guess it's where I don't like Batman not in control, right? And right now, that's what it seems like. Then we got the Zoran R persona popping up. Yes. And, and you know they're going to make something big of it because at the end of that run where he was gone, you know, like all the versions of the Batman that he visited turned in. Yep, yep. Okay. To that. Mm-hmm. So like the Michael Keaton Batman, Dark Knight Batman, they're all yeah. that persona right now. And, it's just, and and now, I guess, you know, like Vandal Savage just that was, that was bought his house. So like Wayne Wait, Manor Wayne is Manor gone. Wayne Manor is now Savage Manor? Yes. Savage Land. <laughs> yeah, Savage, yeah. Yes. And so he said, he's like, he goes, you know, you better calm down or I'll have the police come and get you off my property. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so, you know, okay. So so then, you know, they're doing this thing. And so now he goes to like, you know, like in the Batman Catwoman war. And it's like, he went to his mom and dad's grave and he's like, I'm sorry, I've lost this. I let people in my life. I shouldn't right. have, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then, you know, and I don't know what he's done to Red Hood. I will say that I have liked it a little more going into the Gotham War stuff. I do like yes. seeing what Celine is doing with her gang. I think yes. that's a cool twist on things. I do like that. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, is it just because like um and th- and there are many people here that really disagree with me, mm-hmm. but I've never really liked Morrison on Batman. Yeah, I disagree so, with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. You, you like the Morrison <laughs> Batman? So I, I kind of do. And at first it was kind of weird, and then later on I think I, I listened to a podcast. Uh, Fat Man on Batman, Kevin Smith's Fat ah, Man on right, Batman. Right. Okay. And he had Grant Morrison on there. Oh, and Morrison oh, cool. kind of okay. explained his version of Batman in the comic is basically he's taking every version of Batman and kind of combining them into one character. So even like the 60s TV camp Batman yeah. is in there. 
And he's his version of Batman is kind of Batman at his peak, like his ultimate Batman. So that's, that's where uh, Zornar came from too. There was like a '60s yeah. issue that, that yes. had that yeah, Batman from, from uh, Mars or whatever it was. Yeah. It's like for me, I just never really cared for him. And then when Scott Snyder started becoming Grant Morrison, mm, he started leaning into it a bit. A little mm. too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like Grant Morrison, like a lot of his stuff. But there's sometimes where I feel like there are certain writers that maybe just don't connect as well for me on like a superhero book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grant Morrison's one for you that you didn't doesn't connect for you. <laughs> for some reason, he never connected with me. New X Men. No, New X Men is yeah that one did. Okay, all right. Yeah, why am I getting grilled? All I'm just saying. <laughs> and why is there a spotlight <laughs> on me? <laughs> You're feeling the heat. Yeah. <laughs> You're bad, Langford. Who's gonna be good, Langford? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I will say his Justice League run is one of my all-time favorites. It was a great oh, little yeah, run. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, yeah hopefully, um, hopefully Batman gets yeah. Yeah. Well, I still I still enjoy. It's still one of the first books I grab and read like when i get my my stash but it's I, and i know like i just got to give it time mm-hmm. but it's just i just i've always been i guess i'm old school where it's like batman's always prepared ready yeah, right? yeah, anything yeah. that comes yeah. at him he's okay yeah. and like right now it's just he's like he's out of control but you're keeping an open mind oh yeah yeah i mean i yeah yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll Which come I'm around. not doing with Amazing Spider-Man. And you get, like, you do a lot of the variant stuff, too, don't you? Like, the variant covers? Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. have they, are they still doing the jock covers? For no, Batman? that ended probably, what, three months back? A few okay. months ago. Yeah. But yeah. I got all of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, Gorgeous covers. They were they were awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for the foil covers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite era of Batman? Oh. Can you pin it down at all? Uh... Now who's under the spotlight? <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, I may not say his name right. Doug um, Munch Minch. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That that kind of around in that was I that the where the Bane stuff where Batman gets his. Back I guess around us? not like right before Nightfall. Okay. And then all yeah. that. Um, I didn't know you know like Azrael like after that like I didn't know really how bad that was but yeah. <laughs> like at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess during the thing like again that shows a deconstruction of Batman. Right. Yeah. Right. And then building him back up and right. I think that's maybe what Zdarsky's going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, everything. Okay. So maybe that's why it reminds me of that. A little bit. But, yeah. Or hopefully I'm like, being hopeful. Yeah. yeah. Well, Felsafe was so good. And yeah, Felsafe he, was awesome. He's such a good writer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Zdarsky. Yeah, his uh, he just finished his run on Daredevil, and it's excellent. <coughs> oh yeah. lord, I and uh, yeah. he's been great with both companies, but yep. Marvel yep. and DC. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And it, look, we'll be talking about. Well, let's go into news now. Yeah, there seems um, to be some news finally. Yeah. So um, I thought after his Daredevil ended, mm-hmm. that maybe he was just going to go to strictly DC. You're right. Since he, you know, is running their their main their main book. And we're not going to get more information of it, I guess, in the middle of October. So for our last episode of October, he's doing something called Avengers Twilight. With him and Daniel Acuna? Acuna. Acuna Makata. <laughs> I think Acuna Makata. <laughs> but uh, um, I like that. Yeah. that was, yeah, no, his stuff is really like nice. It, yeah, yeah really Avenger, nice. it's called Avengers Twilight. So, of course, the joke is he's going to team up with um, Bella and, and Jacob and uh, Bella. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of curious to see what that is. Uh, we'll probably Twilight. discuss it more on our 24th of October episode, our 25th of October episode. But, yeah, but I guess he's sticking around with uh, some Marvel. Yeah, because as far as I know, he's not exclusive to any company. So, like a, a lot of writers now, they sign these exclusivity Who just deals. Left Marvel and DC and signed with Image. Who was? Oh, um, Rick Remender. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Rick Remender was like, going, I was offered so much money." Which I'll be honest with you, I like his independent stuff better mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mean, Except his X Force is really good. Oh, the Uncanny mm-hmm. X Force. That was yeah, that yeah, was yeah. excellent. That's where uh, Cable was raising hope in the future and all yeah. that. Yeah. Right. And there was baby, that was awesome. That was good. Baby I love that. It was really good. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and they were like, should we kill Baby Apocalypse? Or, you know? <laughs> yeah, what do you do? Yeah. It's like yeah. the Hitler baby conundrum. Yeah, right. and speaking of uh, Chip Sardosky, his, <laughs> um, his artist uh, on the Hysteria Devil Run, uh, Mario... Chichetto? Chichetto. 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 Yeah. I don't know. Cheetos. Uh, yeah. But is Marco um, is, is actually working on a big title with somebody that we just kind of was kind of, you know, we're not feeling some of this stuff sometimes because we feel like it's over our heads. Yes. Uh, Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. They're doing uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, that'll yes. be nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see which Spider-Man it'll be because if anybody's been reading that uh, Ultimate book that's been out recently... He stops the spider from biting Peter, right. and the the mm-hmm. maker stops the spider from biting oh. Peter. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering oh. what Spider-Man it's going to be. It doesn't necessarily have to be Peter. No. Yeah. Huh. yeah, and I kind of wonder if that. Uh, I would say people out there start looking at these Ultimate books because that first appearance of the Spider-Man's probably going to be before they, Ultimate Spider-Man. Think it'll be a new character, like could some, be. I mean, or a they, they could be version. trying. They could be trying to create like another Miles Morales. Because Miles really. came from Ultimate. Yes. Ooh, what if it's Miguel O'Hara? It, yo, Ooh, yeah, Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, yeah, because Miles' first appearance was in um, Ultimate Fallout, Fallout. Number four. After uh, Peter passes, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it'd it be interesting. Peter, though, so. Some people say, oh, maybe it's going to be the return of that that Peter. Hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. If they did something with yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people remember the earlier Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. volume, but uh, it was a good run on Spider-Man. If anybody's out there looking, yeah, the Bendis Ultimate Spider-Man run. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, was, it was, was a very emotional issue. Oh, yeah. when uh, Miles confronts, not confronts, but talks to May at the funeral. Ah, yeah. chills. The other two books, uh, Resurrection of Magneto. Yep, yep. Which is the reason why I think they're ending Scarlet Witch. Because... Uh, Whoa, what, 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 officially, did they say that? Or they just... Yeah, so um, Steve Orlando has said, uh, basically... I can't spoil what's coming, but we've had bigger villains throughout the first ten issues. First five built to Scythia? Scythia? Scythia. Scythia. And all ten built to Hexfinder. That said, within what I can say, we're going a bit more blockbuster for what's next, at least initially. Hmm. Um, and somebody said, uh, do we, do I, did I not understand correctly? Are we hmm. only going to receive the sequel at the end of the year? And he basically says, I can't clarify beyond what's in the press release, but it does not. Something is coming in January, then something later in 2024. But later does not necessarily mean the end. So I wonder if we're going to get like a volume two with Magneto because that was the third book that was introduced, which is the Resurrection of Magneto by Al Ewing. Hmm. Um, and that's going to be January. Hmm. Okay. And then they're also doing. I guess they said a lot of these Fall of X books were five issue miniseries. Yes, most of them are. So I wonder if they're going into the third and final of their trilogy here uh because the fall of the house of x and the rise of the powers of x start in uh january 2 with gary dugan and karen uh, gillen uh as the writers i like karen gillen mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. me too and lucas wernick and rb silva huh well, that's two of marvel's young upcoming artists so mm-hmm. they're probably trying to spotlight them i imagine sometimes next year there's going to be kind All of right. a reboot on X-Men, especially with the new editor-in-chief at, mm-hmm. at the X-Titles. Well, now this has me wondering about two things. The Avengers Twilight is curious because we know they're going to be focusing some spotlights on the X-Men and maybe pulling back from the Avengers a little bit. Maybe they're going to be like deconstructing the Avengers again, breaking the team up. Could Twilight be, is like the end. Deaths, you know, some deaths, I'm shaking that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Magneto, you know, he specifically requested not to be resurrected and they've broken up the whole resurrection protocols anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe he gets uh, resurrected through magic as opposed to uh, oh, conventional yeah. methods. Maybe she brings him back that'd be cool hmm. that's and different yeah. the avenger are, do you read avengers mike yes uh i think the new run has been pretty good i think it's like four or five issues out now yeah, i think it's on issue 
fifth five, one. Five, yeah. I, I wonder if this is going to tag in into this or what hmm. they're going to do. If, I forget. Yeah. So it's. I think it's been kind of interesting. It's been more um, action packed than. Because mm. yeah. I, I read some of the Jason Aaron, but there was so much of it. On Avengers, or yeah, yeah. when he was doing Avengers, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I mean, I didn't mind the Jason Aaron Avengers. I prefer him on solo characters, I think, yep. as mm-hmm. opposed to team mm-hmm. books. But it is weird how, like, when we were all younger, pretty much everything in the Marvel Universe flowed through the X-Books. Yep. And yep. here in the last probably 10 years, it's changed where everything flows through the Avengers books. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but, I mean, it looks like, like you said, they're going to put a big focus on X-Men again, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. X-Men really haven't had time to shine in the last probably 10 years. And it would make kind of sense because, like, they're going to... Hopefully next year, uh, you know, next year, hopefully Deadpool still is coming out. Right. They're going to start pushing towards, um, hopefully at that point, we'll start to get some more information on, like, what's coming up with the X-Men movies. Well, isn't, uh, Jan- isn't the Wolverine Sabretooth thing starting in January? Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. That's like a 10 part that's going to run through, yeah. like, I think Wolverine 42 to number 50. I think so, yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. Have you guys read Wolverine Predator yet? No, yes. but Wolverine has been on a great run now for quite a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. But they do it. Uh, Wolverine Predator. They're they're basing and making it to where Predator and Wolverine have had beef for about a hundred years. What? Yeah. So they started yeah. like a little. They started with like when Wolverine's in the frontier like, times in eighteen hundred. That's cool. And the end of the first issue, it's where he's with that team with Maverick. Yes. And, and there's a uh, bunch Sabretooth. of them. Yeah, there's like a few other characters. Like the Weapon X. But I mean, there's a bunch of the Predators showing. Yeah, up. yeah, like yeah. More than just yeah. One. Dang that it. was cool. I, I, I'm gonna have I to love read the it. framing device of how yeah. they had, they had met back in the day. It was well worth. I mean, it's a hefty price tag. It's seven, it's a seven ninety nine book, right? But it 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 felt like it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you're effectively you're you're getting two stories. You're getting like the old story where it flashes back and then it moves to current day, and it looks like there's an entire hunting squad of predators. Yeah, that's you know? what, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, great. And, and while we think it. that uh, hopefully Deadpool will not be delayed any next year, is it does look like we're recording this on Tuesday. The WGA reportedly struck a deal with the studios on sunday oh, it still has to get i guess ratified yeah and they have to go over everything so it's not completely official I yet i think their members have to vote on it right yeah mm-hmm. um but they said with this they're probably going to use the same kind of framework for the actors actors guild too mm-hmm. so hopefully they'll be able to oh, okay. get everything back in business sometime in october yeah, I don't want those reality shows again. No. I can't do it the second time around. Man, there's so many of them. There's like, if you watch football, CBS, especially Fox. Fox, Fox yeah. Shows Fox shows you is... every commercial is a new reality show coming up. Yeah. We've stuck Gordon Ramsay in a box. Can he get out? <laughs> Tails box. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm I'm hopeful that they can do that. Um, I know they've already had to like push some stuff back. I think like Echo is now next year. Right. Um, probably going to lead. That makes a little bit more sense because that'll probably lead into the n- Daredevil, Daredevil. Yeah. which hopefully doesn't get pushed back too much next Fingers year. Fingers crossed. I'm looking forward yeah. to Daredevil. Yeah. Um, and then I guess uh, the Agnetha Coven. Coven. The, the, the Harkness. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Coven. Uh, I think that's supposed to be next year too. Yeah. Um, I do think they're going to slow down on the Disney Plus titles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the thing mm-hmm. is, I think there was a rush initially to get a bunch of titles out there because they kind of wanted like a constant new show on Disney Plus mm-hmm. to keep subscriber count up. So yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like when Book of Boba Fett ended, they wanted to roll into a Marvel show. And then when that yeah. Marvel show ended, they wanted to roll into another Star Wars show. Yeah. But I think now they have enough recurring content that they can kind of slow down because you're going to have Mando season four. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have whatever. So I'm. I, it, 
it, as weird as it is to say this, I, I'm in favor of them kind of slowing down on the, yeah, the Marvel yeah. shows. Me too. Uh, just because there's right now my it calendar, they're saturated. My calendar mm-hmm. is so booked. There's yeah, so, many, yeah, yeah. so many different things for me to watch. I'd rather have good quality than yes. quantity. And that's yeah. the problem. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. quality, like, Secret Invasion, oh, that, that dropped off so bad in quality. Yeah, I just yeah. for me. Now, a lot of those shows also did get booted up and came out around the time of the pandemic, so they're probably yeah. scrambling to get content based on that a lot, right. too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I, so it's yeah. promising. I mean, and like you said, it's, we can get the uh, the actors back to work. And, and IMAX know. came crawling back to the Marvels. Because originally they were like, sorry, Marvels, <laughs> you don't get any IMAX no screens. screens. We're going to give it to Dune for two months. Yeah. And now like, Hey baby, we're still we still, right. still love you. You're right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and that's uh soon, isn't it? That's uh, uh November for the second Doom. No, for the Doom got pushed back to March. Okay. okay. But uh, Marvels uh, comes out in November. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, quality is more important than quantity. Yes. One or two shows a year and one or two movies. That's that's more than enough. Yeah, especially with as much recurring product as we're getting now. Yeah, but I, I do hate the people that always have that narrative that yeah. it's it's dying, it's over, and it's not. No, they were saying that ten years ago. They yeah. were saying that after the third Blade movie. Like mm. you, I mean, you've been hearing this for a long. They said time. it after Ant Man, and then Guardians almost made a billion dollars. Right. Yeah. So no, it's. I mean, I think at this point, it's almost something that's in the American consciousness, like yeah. like westerns, right? Yeah. Where I mean, you know, it's not like they're ever going to stop making westerns. You just may have periods where there's less westerns, but every now and then, you know, you get Unforgiven, or every now and then you get 310 to Yuma. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be less where people are like going, oh, we have to go to this opening week and we have to see this. Yeah. Or some of them were like going, this is something I want to see on the big screen. Right. This is something I can wait till it comes to Max or mm-hmm. uh, Disney Plus. You know, something that. I think that happens online a lot. It's just so gross to me. I, I really don't understand it. But you'll have people going on message boards or on social media complaining uh, about things they've not even seen. Yeah. They've not watched it. They're not going to watch it, but they're going to tell you how much it sucks. And I, they just want to make other people feel bad for liking a thing. It's just it's really gross behavior. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar to like the adult behavior of that kid on the bus that would make fun of you mm. when you were reading a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what are you reading for? You know, <laughs> yeah. why are you reading? You know, and you're like, well, I'm just I'm catching up with my comic books, and you know, and so it's kind of like the the internet uh, form of that, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And 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 also, I mean, just the internet. In general, people are much more negative there than positive. Mm-hmm. It yeah, seems that's like. why, like, I love, like, if you go to a comic store, if you read a new issue of a book, mm-hmm. you go to a comic shop and talk about it because you know you're going to get more positivity there. So face-to-face, people yep. are much yep. more positive mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. if I talk to them online. Like, here in the store, when I hear feedback, it's generally 60% more positive than when I read mm-hmm. online. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I don't let the online reviews, like, scare me off from seeing movies or TV shows yep. because I know that online, then it's skewed toward being negative toward this subject matter. Yeah, miserable people. Yeah. Well, yeah. just yeah. It's cynicism. It's been just like so heightened in the yeah. last like five years. Enjoy what you enjoy. Like no, even you, you're, you're not caring as much for Batman right now, but you're also still reading it. Oh lord, yeah. I'll yeah. never, I'll never would yeah. drop the yeah. Batman. Titles. And that's just the thing that gets yeah. me about. I don't understand. And I love Martin Scorsese movies and Francis Ford Coppola movies, but mm-hmm. I've never understood this need to kind of gatekeep movies. Like about, Martin Scorsese is doing recently with the comic book movies. Yeah, where they're mm-hmm. like, this is this is actually a movie, and this isn't these aren't real movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are actual movie stars, whereas uh, these aren't movie stars because the characters are the movie stars. Um, I just don't see the need to. It's almost like stay in your lane. Yeah, like he's kind of saying, yeah, yeah, and uh, and like I said, I love Scorsese films also, but right. I also love Beetlejuice, and I love Francis Ford Coppola movies, but I also love Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and I don't think that uh, one precludes the other. No, like I can watch How to Blow Up a Pipeline in this hand, 
<laughs> I can watch Fast X over here. No, come yeah. on. And man. Enjoy, <laughs> <laughs> bridge too far. And enjoy both. I can watch Banshee or Master Chef. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Bill can't watch Banshee though. Oh, no, I'm too far behind. And, and also, in breaking news, uh, Bill Willingham. Bill Willingham, you're Bill close. Bill Willingham oh, oh. Uh, has uh, given the rights to Comics Exchange and all of our names to the public domain. That's <laughs> really weird. Can he do that? I, I didn't news. think he could do that. That's yeah. But uh, Bill, we're all owned by the public domain now, right now. I'm scared what they're going to do with us. Oh. Um, but he's been having, obviously, some beef with D- with DC. Mm. Yeah, for and a long he, time. He had hinted a few months, a few, uh, well, I think a few days before he did what he did, that DC had a lot to blame with how bad Fables has been, because um, it, it's it's way off its release date right now. It's right. like Jeff Johns is writing it. It's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think like there's four or five months now between issues. Right. And then I think uh, he finally had enough, and he just basically said, "All my Fables is mm. in public domain now. Use it however you want." And uh, I think it's also he was a little upset because he's not making any money off of those Telltale games. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah. wow. So he yeah. doesn't, okay. And uh, and DC, of course, said, no, no, no. This is our rights. And then he came back and he was like, you can't go out there and make prints of your own copies of the Fable Fables. books. But he's like, use those characters however you see fit. Wow. And DC is claiming uh, these characters are our copyright. You know, obviously mm-hmm. Pinocchio is in the public domain, mm-hmm. but our Pinocchio is not. It's just like with Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Like, you can use the classic Sherlock Holmes, but... The Sherlock Holmes, he has these kind of um, personalities, yeah. is still copyrighted by somebody. Right, like mm-hmm. like Frankenstein's in the public domain, but you can't do the universal monsters version of Frankenstein, where right, he has right. the bolts in the neck, the flat mm-hmm. top. Mm-hmm. That's been uh, copyrighted or licensed. Yep, just um, like Thor. You can use Thor in anything, but you can't use the Marvel Thor. No, right. no. Yeah. Can't be Dr. Donald Blake. No, you can't. So this looks like it's just going to be ugly, and it's probably going to end to the end of his work ever with DC, I'd imagine. And it's a shame, because he's a talent, and, and he's a great artist, too, by the way, but he's a talented writer. Yeah. And um, it, he kind of fell into that trap that, that Apple computers did back in the, the 80s to where they should have just licensed out their operating system. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, and so Microsoft just made their own point and click with uh, icons and just kind of copied it. So a lot of people wanted Fables for a TV show or movie, and Willingham didn't license it out. Mm-hmm. And when he didn't, all of a sudden, here comes all these TV shows like Happily Ever After, mm-hmm. and I think there was another Once one, upon Once a Upon a Time, where basically ABC was like talking with him about making a Fable show, and then they said, "Yep, we're going to cut this guy out of it and just and we're do our do Once Upon a Time." Yeah, yeah. And so he probably should have just licensed it to, to someone initially, and but they ended up just basically stealing his idea and, and turning it into a couple of TV shows. But he said that he said his contract with DC makes the ironclad guarantee that he is the sole owner and intellectual property behind Fables, and it is his to give away to the word. Um, well, McFarlane and Venom would like to have some words with him about that. Uh, yeah. 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 The game in and Angela. And McFarland stuff that mm. that kind of went down. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah where he yeah. created yeah, that's the, a better uh, example actually. Yeah. yeah, he created the character for McFarland. Yeah, and it was during up- some weird time where McFarland was in the middle of doing something else, and he had brought on some uh, co-writers to basically well, work on the book for a few months. That was the cover story. What was the real story? The real story was that the first seven issues of Spawn were so awful, the writing was so terrible. Because Todd wasn't necessarily a comic book writer, he was a, he was more of a comic book artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they kind of brought in Dave Sim and Alan Moore oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Frank, and, uh, Miller, who, Frank yeah. Miller 
to uh, kind of show him how to write a comic book. Give him the rub. To kind of give him the... It the, did not take. <laughs> <laughs> so no. Those issues were kind of provide a template, and it just so happened that Neil Gaiman created a, a character that was a spawn hunter, a medieval from, from ancient days called Angela, uh, yeah. part of a tribe, I guess, of female spawn hunters. Uh, but it turned out to be an incredibly popular character, mm-hmm. and then he ended up getting the rights back to her in a lawsuit that involved the hockey player Tony Twist. Oh, Mc- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. And Mc- also because uh, McFarlane created a character that was essentially Angela... I think Kelly or something like that. Kelly. It was something like that. Just so, <laughs> Terrible name. Just so he wouldn't have to pay any of the Angela fees to Gaiman. And wow. Gaiman sued on that basis going, hey, this character is Angela. Okay. And you can't do that. Yeah. What a tangled web we weave. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, but like Bill said in his thing here, you know, copyright laws are, are very weird. And uh, but he said he's never got money that he was owed for licensing Fables to tell, tell games. And they're actually about to do a sequel to their uh, Fables game. And Did you ever play that? Yeah. It, it's really cool. It's I think it takes place before the events of Fables altogether. Okay. But it's got um, where Bixby... Big, Big, Bigby Wolf. Bigby Wolf is um, investigating a, a murder that has happened in, in outside of Fable Town. Oh. So it uses a lot of the characters that were in... Okay. Uh, in fables, like before the the start of the books, yeah. Right, that's yeah. cool. Do you ever play it, Mike? Because I know you play video games. No, I did not. No, it's 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 good, but yeah, they're starting to do more of the Telltale games now. They just finished mm-hmm. Expanse, so if you're out there and you like the Expanse, I think you would like that. Okay. But I think that's all the news, right? Like there was a lot of news though. There was quite a bit more yeah. the past a couple episodes for sure. But here we are on our 29th episode, and we've got two new segments to debut. What? Yes, that's, that's right. right. Two. Two segments, Ron. Wow. Yeah. Why are you saying it like that to me? <laughs> you looked at me like you were amazed. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. There's two segments. Wow. Yeah, you pack a lunch? No. Oh, well, actually, I had some McDonald's before we started. <laughs> that's right. Uh, before we did that, though, I wanted to talk. So, Mike, you're a teacher. Yes. And you actually use comic books in your classes, right? Yes, I'll use them as incentives. Okay, like uh, how do you do that? Well, you know, because a lot of times... Kids will come in class and they're like, I can't stand to read. But a lot of it is maybe they've been told they can't or, you know, and a lot of it is also interest. So I try to have a variety of genres that they have an interest in. And so like we, you know, not that I agree with it, but it's the game we got to play. But a lot of it is test scores and things. But if they're achieving those test scores and that means they're learning their skills and they're going to be better at writing and reading and all that. So what I'll try to do is, is I like, we'll have, I make it a kind of like a competition or a goal and and I'll say, Hey, can you increase this by so many points or something like that? And so they'll try and I'm like, okay, if you go up by 20 points, then I'll get you, and I'm like, what do you like? And they're like, well, I like Spider-Man or something like that. Good kids. And so I'll try to get them, <laughs> you know, because a lot of these kids have grown up on the Marvel movies. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, you know, they kind of know that more. And, um, of course, they, my room is decorated with, like, Batman and Spider-Man. Oh, cool. And maybe a, full, a few things from Hobby Lobby. But it's like Hobby Lobby, Batman stuff and all this. Live, and so, laugh, and Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly, you know, or <laughs> responsibility and all that stuff. And so I'll use those, as, and so, like, I'll get them and I'll give them a comic. But last year, this guy, this one kid, he really, he just really took hold of it and kind of made it his own. And so, like, I got him, I guess I got him, like, maybe 10 issues of Miles okay. Morales because he just kept, oh, he cool. just kept going. But then again, I just told him, I said, hey, man, I said, you can do this with anything. You know, I said, you found something that you wanted to go after, mm-hmm. like a goal, 
and you wanted it. And I said, and that's what you got to do with anything. But I, I try to use it. And also, you know, that's how I became, I feel like, a good reader. Yeah. My uncle, when I was eight or nine, gave me all his old Legion of Superheroes mm-hmm. comic books. Yeah. And that's how I start. So, like, you know, by the time I got you know, up in fifth, man, I could, I could read, mm-hmm. you know, and everything and I could write. And I guess I was taking kind of what I experienced mm-hmm. and Applying everything and, try, to, and trying to yeah. apply it and everything. And just, you know, yes. like, but I don't care. They could, they, you know, if someone want to read about motorcycles and I'll try to get them a mag, you know, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. try to get them what their interests are in. Okay. But a lot of them, because where they come into my room and they're exposed because I'll use, you know, I'll use it teaching. I'll use it everything. Then, um, yeah. then they kind of get involved in the comics. I'm like, look at this art. You know, I'll pull it up on the, I'll put it up on the screen. Yeah, look yeah, at this yeah. art on this. You know, it's show awesome. them, show yeah. them certain things and everything. This is and, why we don't like Batman right now, kids. Yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, but, <laughs> but even like with, with some of them who are artistic. Yeah. You know, I'll say, oh, look yeah. at this art, and they're yeah. like, I'm like, I bet you could do that. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah, and so cool. cool. so it's just you know whatever gets them motivated, and it doesn't just have, you know it's not just about school. It's about life. You know, it's about achieving stuff yeah so that's what right if you had had a teacher like that back when you were younger yeah you would have had like a beautiful mind dude like oh, you would have been like one of the smartest like i mean all what are you yeah. trying to I'm say just saying. <laughs> i said the dumbass that you no! are. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying you would have yeah. been like that uh that kid from yeah. uh goodwill hunting but you no, been but solving I, equations on the board <laughs> to get like a Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. Just walking up and going, oh, that's easy right there. That's, <laughs> that's some good math. But no, that's that's pretty cool because you're all right. There are a lot of kids that like, um, just like ADHD, stuff like that. Where mm-hmm. like a and regular, I have ADHD. Yeah, so a I, regular book is hard to get through. Yes. But a comic book is so much easier. Yeah. And I think read. that's what helped me because, you know, I'm like, I like I, it's funny, you know, 22 pages. I'm like, I could mm-hmm. read more than like seven and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. on, if it's dialogue, normal, stuff like sure, that. Sure. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, except for the silent issue of G.I. Joe. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Shout out G.I. Joe 21. Yeah, exactly. And it's also like kind of helped me like even expand mine a little bit because they're like, well, can you find me someone like this or oh. something like this? You know, so yeah. huh. I kind of, of course, I have to be appropriate you know yeah. which i want so you to be. look through the books before oh you... yeah definitely okay. definitely and i'll even like i'll even like email or or talk to the parent and say hey is this okay yeah. okay yeah you yeah, know, yeah. And everything just you know just to but i guess like sure. the marvel and dc stuff is usually safe because it, it's it usually, usually is i mean um, they don't use the comic code anymore but they usually try to keep it like pg-13 yeah, yeah they do. you know i'm not going to take like a title like new burn new burners or like you know velvet or right. any of the brew baker stuff i probably couldn't <laughs> yeah, yeah except yeah. for daredevil back then but yeah, yeah. the daredevil's great daredevil but you would get what the kids like and then come in here and pick up something for that yes. that's awesome yes i've got a similar memory with my grandmother teaching me to read with the comics and i remember this day <laughs> back in the very early 80s uh they'd gotten a batman comic and it was when it first started to start to become a little more adult mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. it had the d word had the word damn in it and that oh, thing wow. went on top yeah. of the refrigerator <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that just pushed me for reading. Because yeah, like yeah. I told y'all, you know, it's like I, I started going on my own to like the gas station and then to Red Food in Morristown and getting mm-hmm. my, like I told y'all, I got all the number one Jim Lee X-Men comics yep. at Red Food awesome. yeah. in Morristown, you know, and everything. And so I started uh, doing that. So it's just, I don't know, it's just something I kind of, it's a passion. Yeah. yeah, you know, no, so I kind of push it. No, it's one of the things that we were grateful when we were children because you could go to the supermarket and get one of those ninety-six page books that mm-hmm. had like just a bunch of comics, not like superhero stuff like that, but just right. fun comics that you could kind of learn to read with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Richie yeah. Rich and what have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Archie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, always got those Archie digests. Well, they were everywhere. Yeah, I mean, back then, any place you stopped, the Archie digest for. Did they ever have Johnny Quest? Uh, I mean, they had Johnny Quest comics. Yeah, uh, oh, I don't remember those in the past. I was yeah. gonna say, I think I remember. 
Because uh, I love Johnny Quick. They had one that I remember. My, my God, uh, it was an A-team, A-team book. And it was like what? 18 chapters of the A-team. Yeah, and I read that thing da, over da, and da, over da. again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, We're old. That's <laughs> a great show, though. Yeah, but that's really cool that you're able to to do that with the kids, and then yes. also you you kind of build a connection with them too, like outside of like where you can discuss comic books a little bit with them. I feel like if you don't let the kids know that you care about them, right, then you're not going to get much. And it's not a ploy. It, it's it's you generally I generally care about them and everything, and 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 I think they see that. Mm-hmm. But it's like I think it's that relationship, it's that positive relationship that maybe yeah. some of them don't have. Man, I wish Mike yeah. had been my teacher. Yeah, I'm no yeah. kidding. <laughs> if you had to pick between a like teacher, the cave, are you kidding? Mike <laughs> yeah. or Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds? Oh, well, I mean, do I get the Coolio song? You yeah. get the Coolio song, of course. I can, I can, I can beat Gangster's Paradise. I can do that. He can yeah. do that. No. <laughs> Rest in peace, Coolio. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but we do have a new segment. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Mm-hmm. So this you, is, you're like, watch your face and save by the bell. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. <laughs> was she on uh, uppers or something? The, I think the, she would. No, she took some she like uppers, like some, some for, diet pills, or yes, for a uh, study. For studying, yes. And then later on, she ended up as a showgirl. She did. Uh, yeah, tell as old as time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna start doing a draft segment. Uh, the way we're gonna do this, we're gonna do a snake draft. So for people who don't understand the way a snake draft goes, it'll go. So around the table, then reverse back around yep. again. And so we're and draft. We're and so we're, we're drafting our own Justice League team. Justice right? League team. Yeah. We decided a five-member team. Yeah, you okay. can do different versions of the character. So like you can do Wally West, you can do Barry Allen, but you can't do Wally West Earth One and then Wally West Earth Ten or something like that. Hmm. Uh, we're each going to pick five, and then what we're going to do is we're going to do a post. We're going to have all the picks from people, and let. The audience decide who wins the the draft. So that's that's you, your loyal listeners. Yeah, not trying to suck Look up. Look at him sucking. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying. You know, your 20 percent discount could vanish. <laughs> oh, oh, it could bump up to 30 percent if Uh-oh. I get the votes. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> but no, no so I'll I, shoplift you guys anything you want. <laughs> no, so I, we're gonna have. I, so we're gonna start with our guest. He's gonna pick first, and and you know the team. It, it, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't. It doesn't necessarily have to be the most powerful characters you can think of. Yeah. You want it to be a team. So almost like in basketball, you want to have a point guard. You want to have a shooting guard. Yeah. You know, you want to have someone that's like you know the mastermind or you know that kind of. So just keep that in mind. And we know most teams are seven members, but we don't want this to go on forever. Right. Fair. Yeah, fair. So Mine we gave me this look of terrified. <laughs> we don't want terrified any, look when I said seven. We don't want any fights to break out either. We'll basically go around, maybe talk a little bit about why you picked that character in your team. All okay, right. so I'll go first? Yep. Okay, so, of course, I'm going to go with Bruce Wayne Batman. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you why. Because oh, now, I'm more of surprise, a... Surprise, I know, I know. <laughs> but, and here's the thing. It's like, I know people's always like, yeah, give Batman time to prepare. But what I look at, I'm sports guy. Yeah. And I've been on a lot of teams that you have all the talent in the world, but you don't have chemistry and you don't have a plan. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, for me, Batman kind of, now he may be a little bit, you know, brash, mm-hmm. but... He bring. I think he. You know, he's a tactician. Yes. And he's going to look ahead, and I think he thinks ahead. And also, I think I don't know about him with chemistry. So you know what I'm saying. But like, I think the people that know him that on a daily basis that work with him, you know, right. Clark and all them, that yeah. they know what he is truly about. So for me, it was more about you know having that having not a mastermind, but the tactician, the planner, mm. and mm. then being able to like adapt and handle. 
any situation, this may go on too long, but one of my favorite things about Batman was, one of my favorite things was <clears throat> when the White Martians attacked. Yes, yes. And all of a sudden, like, they're, everybody's like, leave him alone. He doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden, all the White Martians are in that room, and all of a sudden, he's standing in the middle. And they're <laughs> like, oh, it's the human. And all of a sudden, he flips a fly, you know, a match up, yeah. and fire goes all around them. And then he just whips their tail. Right. That, yeah. to me, is Batman. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. Yeah. That's why. Good so that's pick. why I picked him. Yeah. So. No, that's that's. Ron said he wouldn't get out of the first round. <laughs> no, no, yeah. there was no way that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to go with the obvious choice, so I'm going to take Clark Kent, Superman. Hard okay. not to. Um, yep. You know, it, pretty much every, almost every superpower is derived from. You know, he has flight, he has invulnerability, he has strength, he has hot, he has cold. Mm-hmm. Been in tons of fights, so he's got tons of experience. Oh yeah. Generally, you know, calm head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I think I'm gonna go uh, talk myself into Superman for my yeah. first pick. And with the right rider, mm-hmm. he's such a fantastic character. Even though you think on paper he'd be super boring, because mm-hmm. he's such a good, noble person. Right. That's almost unstoppable. So that's the pro- yeah. So that's the thing. Superman as a character is fantastic. Now, is it hard to create a rogues gallery for Superman? It is. Yes. Uh, it's very hard because yeah. you got to come up with a character that can kind of match Superman. It's very hard to do. So that's why he's mm-hmm. on my team. Yeah, he's got that inspirational leadership to pull people yes. out of the dark yes. corners, bring in the light. So that's definitely a great leader yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Good pick. I am going to go with Wally West Flash, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, had to do it, had to do it. For more than one reason, though, obviously the Flash's powers work well with the Justice League. But I, I like Wally because he brings in that smart aleck characteristic to the, mm-hmm. the team. And I, and I think his speed store works really well with being a smart aleck. And, uh, you know, that comes a little bit from the Justice League cartoon watching that, of course. He was the, the uh, Flash on there. But, mm-hmm. but his personality mm-hmm. dynamic really blends well with the other characters and makes him unique. You don't have a lot of uh, young quipsters on the team. So I like his personality as the Flash on the Justice League for sure. As well as, yeah. of course, the awesome powers the Flash has. To me, he's kind of like the Peter Parker of the mm, DC very universe. Very good, very good. I don't know if you remember in Justice League Unlimited, but remember when they... When Batman's telling who on the, on the evasion, mm-hmm. the talk girl, mm-hmm. when Thanagar came in, mm-hmm. and they take his, you know, he tells everybody who they are. He goes, so and so, Clark Kent, Wally West, and he pulls it off, and it's red. And she goes, of course you're a redhead, <laughs> you know, because I mean, yeah. because of how his personality was. Yeah, yeah, okay, so that's it. awesome. That's my vote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a good pick. Uh, my first pick is going to be Wonder Woman. Oh, oh okay. that's my second yeah. pick. Yeah, that was no, that's and. Good uh, <laughs> A lot more appreciation for her after reading the book that we're going to review later on this episode. Wow, such a great character! One of the one of the three, the Trinity. The Trinity. Yeah, she's fantastic, and it's kind of interesting because I usually gear towards more of like, like the Peter Parkers, the more down to earth characters, mm-hmm. and she's a princess and a god pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, but no, I, I really, I really dig her. Mm-hmm. That's my a good choice. Second mm-hmm. pick, nobody was going to pick, but I don't care because he's my favorite. Oh, uh, Guy Gardner. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Guy. And again, like Wally brings in a unique personality type. He does. Yeah, I would have definitely picked Wally if you had it. Like I like, and it's the guy from the the nineteen late eighties, early nineties Justice League. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the 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 smart Alec. The smart Alec, kind of like more like kind of roguish. He was like very much a rogue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I that's think. a good choice. And yep. I mean, and the powers, and the and power level is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's, they've done so much weird stuff with his characters over like the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. Uh, but no, I dig uh, Guy Gardner. Back to you, Mike. Very cool, the Guy Gardner. For me, uh, I'm going to take a character that a lot of people consider to be the heart and soul of the Justice League. And, and I like him being on the team because it gives him a focus that he might not get in a solo book. Uh, I'm going with Mar- uh, Martian Manhunter. Oh. Ah. 
John John. I thought about that John when John Mike Jones? mentioned the White Martians. I was like, uh, Martian yeah. Manhunter would be a great mm-hmm. choice. And he really, to me, the issues that I've read, and again, back to that cartoon, a really great heart and soul. He's, he's such a lonely, uh, sad character. Uh, yeah. He really adds a lot to the team. And he's a powerhouse as well. And, uh, you know, he's got the disguises. He can pretty much morph into anybody. So uh, very versatile character, Martian Manhunter. I'm doing it. And he likes the generic Oreos. Oh, what? The Hydroxes. The Hydroxes. What? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that argument about which one was. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to go with a second heavy hitter. I'm going to take Dr. Manhattan from the uh, the Watchmen. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. okay. Wow. That's like the heaviest hitter. Yeah. yeah. So huh. I, I just want I want to start off my team. Like in fantasy football, when you want two big running backs or two okay. good riders. Wow. I want to start off my team with two heavy hitters, and I'm going to build off of them. But so Dr. Manhattan, another character with just off-the-chart power levels, uh, kind of similar to um, – Oh, I guess like a molecule man in a sense from Marvel, where right, he can right. just uh, you know yeah. con- reconstitute. Mm-hmm. And you know, he another one that's that's been through the ringer, uh, has dealt with a lot. Now, the only problem with Doctor Manhattan is he's kind of hard to manage. Like he's kind of aloof uh, yeah. as a character. Mm-hmm. So as a team member, you know, he's not the strongest team member. But like I said, the power levels are off the charts. So I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to put up with the prima donna attitude. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Okay, yeah. just like a running back. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. All right, I might. Okay, I am. So I'm gonna go since I know we've already picked one, but I'm gonna do Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yep. And Hal to me is almost kind of like the Matt Murdock. Ah. Because mm-hmm. of his just his you know, fear, like he, you know, of course he's got the willpower right. and everything, but I also, you know, he's got the, the, the pilot background. Yes. And I just like his, I like his, like whatever the situation or problem is, mm-hmm. he's going into it right. at mm-hmm. first, you know? Yep. And of course, Batman may have to rein him back a little bit, right. but I, and you know, of course his power only limited by what he can, you know, what he can well, do can with imagine. his willpower yeah. and imagine, yep. He's going to be mine. And then my next one, I, I've been going back and forth. Don't take my pick. <laughs> I, I've been going back and forth, but I'm going to kind of go with like a different one. But I've always liked him, and I wish they would do better with him in the comics, and it's Captain Adam. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. I always thought, you know, and I, and I think it's Nathaniel Adam, is, you know, and, but it's also like, you know, he's got the military background. And everything, but it's always like his power levels and stuff. And I'm like, you know, they could surely come up with a suit that's not going to crack. You know what I'm saying? Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's Same like his power suit. levels are, you know, in the Off old the Justice charts. League Unlimited, you know. I mean, he went up against Superman. And I mean, yeah. he can hang and stuff. Thing, But I've always just wish, like some of the Wildstorm characters, that they would they would develop him more. Mm. And everything. But, you know, I, I kind of, and I don't know, maybe I'm a sucker for energy blast. Because, you know, with Hal <laughs> Jordan and him. but yeah, yeah. And everything. But I just, and I feel like Batman, like he would carry out Batman's orders like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that. Right. So, and man, are... Bart Sears drew a great Captain Adam back in oh, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's classic. Yeah. yeah. So, for my third pick, so I've got two guys that can cover, that can cover space, can go into space. Yep. That have flight. So, for my third pick, I'm going to go with, um, since 70% of the Earth is water, I'm going to yep. take Aquaman. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So that that kind of shores up like a weakness there. Like, shores. Ah, hey. I like it. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah. It shores up a weakness that I have. Um, it covers, what a well of a good pun. Um, <laughs> two's enough, right? But uh, puns aren't current. <laughs> and so I like the regalness of the character. He he's another one that you know he's a strong character like Superman as far as just his personal uh, his yeah. personal character goes. All kinds of access to. Uh, uh, marine life and uh so and not only that but even out of the water so like you know you would think he'd be weak but uh, he's incredibly strong bones are dense so yeah i think uh, that's a good uh, that's a good pick my next choice is god if i got it down to a tie in my head okay. it's hard to pick but um i'm gonna go with dr fate we're gonna bring ah, in, good yeah. pick. We're gonna mm-hmm. bring in some magic to yep, the JLA. Yes, yes. We're gonna give them ability to, to tangle that, and you're not gonna get a much more powerful uh, mage or supernatural character than Doctor Fate. No. Um, yeah. So he covers a long time span, and very powerful, and he's gonna bring in that magic element. Um, classy character, get out mm-hmm. a good good personality to it. Yep. So uh, yeah, Doctor Fate's who I'm going with. Uh, my next pick is gonna be John Constantine. Ooh! Oh, <coughs> I was wow, do that that's one. a good one. Yeah. yeah, he's just a fantastic character. He um, is. It's really good if you um, get a chance. Tom Taylor's DC, the zombie, the zombie thing, the deceased. Mm-hmm. He's a really cool, like Constantine really in that book. Yeah, that was really he's good. another one though. Hadn't really worked on a lot of teams though. He doesn't mm, work yeah. a lot of teams, but I'm kind of doing a mixture of regular Justice League and Justice League Dark. Okay, oh, uh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. My next pick is a person I don't think has ever been on the Justice League. Maybe she has, maybe she hasn't, but I kind of want a back character, mm-hmm. uh, Cassandra Cain. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, interesting. Boy. Uh, which, by the way, if you've not been reading the new Birds of Prey book, yes. Cassandra Cain and Big Barda are just fantastic mm-hmm. together. I could see that. And they've always mentioned that Cassandra Cain is like really in the DC universe, one of the DC's universe best fighters. I'd Maybe say right her up there and with Shiva Batman. and Batman. Yep, yep. Like probably Shiva. the top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go a little unconventional. I'm going to go back with the powerhouse mentality again. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a modern hour man on there. Oh, that's a good choice. Power Man? Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Another unexpected power set that he might have to be able to bring in with the Justice League's epic adventures. Uh, he's an android, which adds another unique personality. Mm-hmm. And he's got a long history. You know, he's a, a legacy character, so there's a lot to play off of there as well. Uh, I enjoyed what I read with him and the Justice League briefly before, and I think he could be interesting, very powerful, and like I said, unique power set. So, uh, Our Man. That's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, so for my fourth pick, I'm going to take Alec Holland Swamp Thing. Oh, oh crap! Yeah, so wow, it gives me an Earth Elemental to okay. go with my water. Nice. Uh, I'm building the Airbender here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, so I, I grew up reading the Alan Moore um, mm. Swamp Thing, which yep. to me is the, the the best Swamp Thing that's ever been written. Oh, for sure. And up until that point, his powers were just kind of like. He's growing flowers, and it was just—it was the, the power level was very neutered. Yeah. And then when Alan Moore came on the book, and he kind of turned him into an Earth Elemental, you kind of saw exactly how powerful he could be. Yeah. Or even the story where he goes to Gotham, and Bat- he can't, Batman can't deal with him. You know, he just wrecks Gotham, just you know, the whole entire city, and Batman has to go basically plead with Swamp Thing to kind of put the city back and leave. <laughs> but no, I think just as far as a, a good fourth member for my team to kind of kind of cover all my bases, I'm, I'm going to pick Swamp Thing. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so my fourth, I'm going to go with Firestorm. Nice. Okay. Ronnie Raymond and the Martin Stein combination, Ooh. combo. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Because that was kind of more when I was growing up. Oh, yeah, up, for sure. You know, his powers are, you know, wide range. Yes. Like you said, it can, yeah. you know, with the uh, with the elements and all that. So, I just, I've always, again, felt like it was an underused Care. type character. 
And then I guess my last one, I kind of went back and forth, but not, I don't know if I ever saw It's Zatanna. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, here's the thing like, okay, so for one, Justice League Dark, I really yeah. like that. Yeah, and yeah, then, same. but also in the old Batman animated, some of my favorite episodes of that was yeah. she was in that, some of Bruce's background and his history yeah. and everything. So I've always enjoyed. It's and a like cool you said, character. in the magic. Yeah. 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 We, we discussed her in the last episode when we did the magic stuff. Okay. But I think she's got a, like a, such a classic look. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that she her spells are just words backwards. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty yes. neat. Yeah. Yes. So. Now, now Bill is scrolling through his oh, phone desperately. Was, <laughs> that was my last pick was Zatanna. <laughs> and, uh, I, and Dr. Fate and Constantine were the two in front of her. And I was like, wow. well, surely Zatanna will get to you me. You could take Hot Girl. So <laughs> I'm not going to take Hot Girl. <laughs> but... Think, and see, I was debating too. I was like, "Well, I could put a villain like Lex Luthor. I could put Lex Ooh, Luthor on this right, team, right? and one hundred percent, you know, as far as having like a mastermind, like super smart person." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I need a magic user, so I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Captain Marvel, Shazam. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. There you go. Nice. Um, once again, power level off the chart. Yeah, you definitely got uh, the heavy hitters. Billy yeah. Batson, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, there is a weakness there as far as that he has a human form. Yeah. But anybody who's read Kingdom Come and has ever wondered yes. what would happen if Superman fights uh, Shazam, mm-hmm. uh, you get the answer in that story there. Mm-hmm. He just calls down the lightning and, and, and pulls Superman into it before it hits him and just constantly blasts him with mm-hmm. the magical lightning. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Mark Wade Dan Mora Shazam book that's currently going is really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it has been. I really the, enjoyed the Black, it. In the Black Adam one they did before mm-hmm. uh, Shazam was really good too. And so, the Kingdom Come characters are coming to uh, uh, World's, World's Finest. Finest. Yes. Yeah, Mark yeah. Wade's going to write it, which was really cool. Yeah, that's yes. one of my favorite uh, DC stories. Yes. Oh, for sure. So I'm around. Yeah, I think my fifth one's going to be is going to be uh, Billy Batson. Very Good nice. Pick. I'm going to bring in a little science to the Justice League, a little oh. bit of that Tony Stark aspect. I'm bringing in a Ray Palmer Adam. Oh, okay. that's a good choice. Oh, we get the, we yeah. get the scientist, and we also get the uh, the shrinking, so we get down into the microverse aspect of it as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking about unique powers, that's going to be somebody that might throw the villains off. He's got some unique stuff going on in there. Again, a unique personality, uh, mm. bringing in the science, the atom. I like that you say you're bringing in the science. <laughs> bringing in the science. <laughs> Drop it science. Really cool. right. Weird science. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> kind of watched that like 50 is, times. Look, <laughs> I'm not going to win this. I know I'm not going to win might. it. But yeah. I'm going with my heart. My last pick is Blue Beetle. Ted Cole. Oh, well. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and if I could pick more, I would have Ice and yeah. Booster Gold would be on my team. Oh, come on now. Oh. You're trying Does to have the fans. big bug. He has mobile, the bug. The, the hey, bug. Ted Cord is thing. the heart of my team. There, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, so to read back everybody's picks, Mike, uh, sorry, Horner, you had Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Hal Jordan, Captain Adam, Firestorm, the classic version, mm-hmm. and Santana. Well, uh, Bill, Clark Kent. Dr. Manhattan, Aquaman, Swamp Thing, and Shazam. The Manhattan was a wild card. I didn't yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you have, and I hate you for this, mm. Wally West Flash, mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter, Dr. No Fate, Power, yeah, man. Power Man, and Ray Palmer Adam. And mm-hmm. I am not going to win, but I have Wonder Woman, Guy Gardner, John Constantine, Cassandra Kane, and Blue Beetle That's Ted a good, Cord. That's a good line. I like it. Yeah. 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 So what we'll do is we'll put this up or and then just let people vote for a couple days. Right. 
And uh, if you do vote, we're going to randomly pick one of the people that vote for this, and you're going to win two tickets to, what is the, it called again? The uh, Medieval Fair. And f- yeah, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to have people, uh, you're going to do this online. Uh, we're going to start probably Thursday, put it up with the, you can pick like who you think is the best of the four teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to have it printed out here, and you can vote right. um, at, at the store too. Do not let Bill huh? try to bribe you. <laughs> <laughs> like as you're oh, doing it, but the, bill I know. Um, <laughs> the winner is going to get uh, two tickets to the Tennessee Medieval Fair, which is going on the first three Saturdays of October. So Thank, you and thanks f- again to our friend Carson Hunt for yeah, donating yes, those tickets. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so your friends going to uh, be awesome. So you and you and a friend will be able to go the seventh, the fourteenth, and the, the weekends of the seventh, the fourteenth, and the twenty-first. Um, all the information will I'll, I'll, I'll put in the. Um, I'll put in the post as well, like if you want to look at the times and everything for it. Yeah. But yeah, but that's what we're going to do. So, uh, you know, get involved in our voting for this uh, and you might win some tickets. Fantastic. So uh, that concludes our first brand new segment, the draft. Wow, yeah, that was Ryan, by the way, bringing in that draft suggestion. I think that's a cool recurring segment we could definitely work with. Thanks you for clap for yourself. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our second new segment of the week, a book review. We normally do book of the week, recommendations, things like that. But we're going to take a look at a comic we've all read the past week or two and uh, do a deep dive on it. And uh, this very first review is going to be Tom King's Wonder Woman number one. And we got a lot to say about this book. Yeah. And again, speaking about like the Internet. Oh, yes. um, after I finished reading this issue, I was like, I bet the Internet has some things to say oh, about terrible this. Terrible idea. And it was crazy. There was, was half it? of the internet loved it, and the other half decided Tom King is the worst thing. So it was ever. split. It was definitely split. Okay. Okay. At least normal. Yeah, I mean, that's normal for <laughs> the yeah. internet. Yeah. I would say though, this is very brave take on mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you want to kind of explain what happens, like what the issue well, is about? Well, sure. You know, and I think for me, Tom King's coming on board. I knew he was going to bring in some type of government. Uh, agency, CIA, FBI, whatever version of the DC he wants to use on that. You know it's going to get a little political. I did not expect it to get political on this level. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's kind of a fresh start. It, it's really kind of breaking away from, to my understanding, the recent continuity in a lot of ways. It's just kind of its own take on things, and it deals with... Um, we're just going to go full spoilers. So yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. If you don't yeah, want yeah. to hear this, just bump forward to, uh, to our next segment. There's an Amazonian that goes crazy in a bar. Somebody grabs her. You know, it's, it's typical late-night scummy bar behavior, and she's just not having it and ends up just going Wolverine-style on it and goes red and just kills all the guys. She kills, like, 13 dudes, and there's two survivors. They're both women, which causes uh, the government to flip out and kick the Amazonians out of the country. Now, this is all happening very quickly, so it seems like someone's manipulating this. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, first of all, I want to say you need to read this whole book from start to finish before yep. you even form an opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's, here's my journey on reading this book. Here's what I sounded like. Hmm. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so it was, a, it was a roller coaster. I didn't know what to think through the whole thing, but yeah. I'd highly recommend reading the whole book. Yeah, and it, uh, to the point where the government goes to the Amazonians that haven't left the country mm-hmm. to forcibly mm-hmm. drag them in, in some cases, murder them. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're all families. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're all doing this led by Captain Steel. Sergeant Steel. Sergeant, Sergeant Steel, Steel, like an old school kind of like character. Who, Texas Drawl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With um, the, uh, the finger gun. Yep. Yep. Who's working uh, to to do this. Like they're doing the whole thing where like we have to think about our children. You know, they're bringing in a lot of like the political at- climates of today. Mm-hmm. It's very topical. And it reminded yes. me a lot of the uh, 
the controversy with INS and uh, the kids coming across the border yes. and separating yes. Uh, yes. Yep. kids from parents. And there's even the scene in the comic where they're talking about taking the, the young girl that's putting the daughter and putting your eye. And it's crazy because, and I was thinking about this as I was reading it, when we were younger, the, the comics were just kind of thinly veiled allegories for this exact same type yeah, of story. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and now there's no more. He's taking away the allegory, and he's yeah. just saying, okay, this is what's going on. You know, there's there's no need to, to, to couch it in terms like mutants or... Um, yeah, and he uh, worked with the CIA, right, before he... Um, yeah, yes. so Tom King, yeah, as a matter of fact, like one of his first books, he had to... Uh, he had to get checked by the CIA because he was. Um, what was the uh, What was the book in the where was the over sheriff of Baghdad? Sheriff of Baghdad. Yep. Yeah. And he had to make sure that he wasn't giving away anything that was uh, like confidential oh, secrets, wow. or so yeah. they had to go through every script and make sure it was. But uh, so yeah, he's he's very familiar in this kind of space, and uh, but I was surprised how, like I said, how he stripped away all the allegory and just puts it right up in your face. Very yeah. direct. Very very direct yeah. and. Like Ron said, it, it starts off, and you, you kind of feel like maybe something else has been going on that we're not privy to. Yes, that, yes. That, like because Mike said, the story's so far advanced that they're already willing to kick out all the Amazonians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, it's hard to believe it would just be over the one bar, uh, the bar. And scene. they basically mentioned well, that they've hundreds of Amazonians have ever been killed right. or kicked mm-hmm. out of the country. Yeah. yeah. So it feels like it's already some something's been going. See, down. I started. To, I automatically think of like conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. so I'm like. Was she an Amazon? Right. Oh, exactly. Okay. Well, yes. and you know, and you, know, and setup. I know this is, you know, this is getting maybe, nip, but it's like we didn't actually see the bar fight. Beginning we see it. the beginning, and yeah. we, but we, and we just hear about the aftermath. But I'm like, did someone plant somebody in there right. and everything, and then take care of the people and send, you know, and then, mm-hmm. and then it leads to the, the movement kind. that they wanted. Yep. And, and everything, and so I started. I was like, okay, was she really an Amazon? You know what, yeah. and everything, and and so I kind, of course, I kind of still kept the. Because at first I was like, okay, this is a comic book, you know. So it's like yeah. and everything, but then as I like you as I read it, I was like, okay, wow, mm. you know, this yeah. is, and I know we kind of talked, but the depiction of Wonder Woman when they confront her in a cemetery, awesome. like uh, yes. in yeah. the snow, it's a really well done action sequence. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really one of my favorite Wonder Woman scenes I've seen in a long ever. time. Yeah. Like, ever. It was, it it was like, good. This feels like Wonder Woman. Who's yeah. the artist? It's Chris uh, Sampierre. I don't know if yeah. I'm pronouncing that her name right. Sampierre. Fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. The yeah. art was beautiful. clean and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was a different take for me because like he, when, when she was fighting and you know, you're watching, it's more graceful and, mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. And, you know, he's like, you know, the rest are soldiers, but she's an artist. And I was sitting there going, no, she's a warrior. But then I kind of got, you know, when I read it again, I was like, yeah. I see what, you know, I see what he's trying to say. Almost like when you watch that movie, Troy with the Brad Pitt, the, was it, was it Troy? No, it was, yeah. um, well, he was, yeah, he yeah. was in Troy. Yeah. 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 Where he's, but, but where his fighting style was yes. almost like artistic. Yes. And everybody else was kind of, you know, fought by like a, the rules. More or brutal by, or, yeah. you know, yeah. Like, Right, but she's just a natural Waller. trained fighter, right? Like, I mean, yeah. as an Amazonian mm-hmm. from birth, I mean, they're all trained as warriors. So, yeah. and she doesn't go as far as kill anybody. No, she basically no. stops them she crushes right. and crushes <laughs> a Steel's uh, arm. What do you think of the? Uh, what do you think of the, y'all? Think of the villain reveal at the end. So then, by the Ooh, end of this, yeah. Warman is now in the hunt. Everybody thinks she's turned her back on America. Mm-hmm. They're after her, and then it turns out that a new villain called the Sovereign. Yeah. Sovereign, okay. um, who has the lasso of lies? The lasso right. of lies. I thought that was cool. That was pretty cool. Manipulating, secretly ruling the United States since its founding, using the lasso of lies to make people 
believe they are free. And apparently that's he's wow. like an eighth or tenth generation or something. Like yeah. he's come down through yes. his family, yeah. right? Yes. Right. Yeah. And, uh, family heirloom, so to speak. Yes. So they're, uh, Tom King, I think, or somebody said this is basically going to end up becoming Wonder Woman's uh, Lex Luthor. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. we've had this discussion, Bill, you and I, about uh-huh. like Wonder Woman for such a classic character does not have a big rogues gallery. Not a huge one for There's being one of the cheetah, big three. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Aries, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But not a lot. Mm-mm. And the reveal at the end was really was really neat. I thought um, so. The issue reminded me of, and I hope I'm not the hyperbole here or anything, right. but it reminded me of the first time I read Watchmen. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh. It kind of had that feeling mm. of something, definitely of an event, something but not an event just for sales. Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the beginning of it is jarring. I kept yeah. like flipping mm-hmm. a page back. I'm like, who is narrating this? What's going on? I think that's very intentional. It, mm-hmm. It's supposed to unsettle you and kind of throw you off your game. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is his first ongoing since Batman. Yes, I believe so. Because wow, he nice. finished off that Batman Catwoman, right? He did finish mm-hmm. that off. Um, but basically, after he after he basically got kicked off of the regular Batman book, he's basically just has done uh, minis. Who right. wrote Human Target? He did. Tom King. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, no, really, enjoy, I really enjoyed that. That's why fresh yeah. when I see people now saying, "Oh, Tom King's a bad writer." It's like he is not. Mister Miracle, Vision, mm-hmm. Human Target, oh, yeah. Mr. Supergirl, yeah. Woman of Tomorrow, Adam, Adam Strange. Uh, didn't he? Do? Yeah. yeah Strange Adam Avengers. Strange. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was good. He's, he's a phenomenal writer. He is. Uh, but this is definitely I could see. I could see as I was reading it, oh, there is going to be controversy yep. here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'll admit, as I was reading it, you know, even as I was reading it, I was like, I just don't know if Wonder Woman is the right character for this kind of story angle. But by the end of the issue, I was like, it's the perfect character for the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It fits yeah. so well. It's a definitely sort of a new take. And Are something we... else I like, I don't mean to keep going off too much about it, but I really like that she sent her sword and shield back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, She's to like, Mascaria. I need to be... I don't need these around me. Yeah, because she doesn't, I mean, and she doesn't need them. I, I, I know a lot of people love the Amazonian warrior take of, of Wonder Woman with the sword and the shield. She doesn't really need a sword and a shield. She's got her hand. She's got the lasso. She's tough. I mean, she doesn't need those things. So well, I think it's cool taking her back to that, you know, late 70s, early 80s Wonder Woman. She's got the gauntlets. She's got the tiara. And not the and sporty the thing, but the, uh, Apparently the shield doesn't do much good anymore because Sarge no. Steel has those new bullets. That, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They can yeah. shred the Amazonian, yeah, uh, Amazonian armor, and we see it in action. Oh yeah, oh, the scene yeah. where the where yeah, the, that was that yeah. was pretty hardcore. That was a rough scene. Mm-hmm. That was hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Are we sold out here in the store of Wonder I Woman? I just got more in this week. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, for people that do, it's the first, but it's foil. Yeah, uh, people who do want to know get it. Uh, if you do miss those copies. Um, mid-October the second print is coming out and the second print has a new Jim Lee cover that's supposed to be the middle of the uh, Batman Superman so she's going to be in the middle of it I think there's going to be a full there may be a full version but as far as Wonder Woman why don't we uh, go around the table let's each give it a thumbs up or thumbs down starting with our guest up thumbs up So wait a minute, is this like how it is in the Roman Coliseum where thumbs down means, where thumbs up is live, or thumbs down is live? We're doing the Roger Ebert. So Roger Ebert, I'm going to go one for Gene Siskel, one for Roger Ebert, two thumbs up. Double thumbs up. You know what? I'm going to follow suit. Double thumbs up for me. It was interesting. It felt new and fresh. Uh, I loved it, yeah. Thumbs up. I'd say, like, don't just listen to the internet, um, either side of it. Read it yourself and and form your own opinion, but Mm -hmm. I do think this is going to be a book that is going to be talked about for years. Like mm-hmm. Wonder Woman doesn't have, except for maybe the Perez run, a classic Wonder Woman story. Not really. And I think there's mm-hmm. one in the making here. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's the most excited I've been about Wonder Woman in a long time. Easily. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of books, there's some books coming out this week. 
There are. Do you have one you'd like to recommend? Let me go last because I forgot mine. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Michael Horner. So mine's last week also. Okay. All right. <laughs> but it was the last issue of the Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel Noctera. Uh, yes. Yes. And I'll keep it short. I just... For one, I love the art. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with Tony, Tony Daniels' Daniels art. He was the first Nightwing artist, wasn't he? Yes. 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 And 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 really, just you know, I want people to read it for themselves. But really, just the character development. It wasn't just about one or two. Mm-hmm. It was about everybody. I think they were the Sun Dog Convoy or something. But mm-hmm. it was it was it really developed all the characters. So right. I really enjoyed it. And it's like it's in. This is the last issue. Yes. It, it, but. You know, they leave it, of course, where you can, where it can lead to, okay, like a follow stuff. up or yeah, yeah. yeah the but sun it's like dog. fifteen issues yeah, and a couple specials, right? Yes, it had okay. about it had, um, I think three times. Seems like there was say. at least, yeah, okay. yeah. I could really see this getting picked up for a show somewhere. I'll oh, be yeah, surprised sure. if it doesn't. I mean, it yeah. reads like a show. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. it was really, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yep. It was something different. It's really so. good. Um, for my pick, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. I'm gonna say uh, Miracle Man Silver Age number six. Oh wow! Which is the uh, to keep on the. It's been 84 years. <laughs> it feels like it's just been forever. Yeah. But for people who have been following the story from, I guess it started off as Marvel Man in the old 2000 AD magazines. Yeah. But uh, it's basically a deconstruction of the Captain Marvel family. Uh, you have Kid Miracle Man, who is kind of like the uh, the young. Uh, Billy Batson. This is the end, I guess, of the Neil Gaiman story. So after Alan Moore finished his his run on Miracle Man, Neil Gaiman came on in the I guess it would have been late eighties and started his run. Yeah. Never finished it because with it clip- the artist from Fables. Because Eclipse oh. Mark Buckingham. Yeah. Oh. Because the Eclipse went out of business, the publisher, and so the rights got tied up in legal limbo for a long time. Long story short, Marvel got the rights as part of that Angela deal uh, that we were talking about earlier. Yep. And they were able to let Neil Gaiman finish what he had started twenty something years ago. But that's so, all collected, so you can yes. you can easily find that. In As a matter of fact, we just got two volumes in today of oh, Mer- the Miracle Man that collects uh, the old ones. Yeah, yes. the Golden Age. The said. Golden Age. Yeah. Yep. And so today is the end of the Silver Age. Today is the last issue of Neil Gaiman's run of the well, Silver Age. You think he's going to go into uh, modern age, or you think this is going to be it? I think it was intended initially to, to be three ages. Uh, okay. Now I don't know if Neil Gaiman's going to write the last part, or but it obviously won't be Alan Moore. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm going to go with the book that uh, any regular listener of the show will have heard me sing the praises of over and over again. I'm going with Void Rivals 4. I think this has been a big surprise book for a lot of people, myself included, and I've been thrilled with the quality of it. I love the uh, characters. They're just spontaneously dropping in from the uh, season three of Transformers lore in some cases, like the Quintessons. Uh, very excited about the new Energon uh, universe, and but it exists as a good book on its own. Even if those right. characters weren't in there, it's still a great comic. Um, Void Rivals 4, I love it. Yeah. And even though we're hype, we're going to... You know, when we do Transformers number one, we're do going to keep an open-minded. Yep. Yeah. It'll be fair. Uh, yes. Mine is uh, What's the Farthest Place from Here. Yeah. It's uh, Matthew Rosenberg, who I think is currently writing Joker. Yes, the man who stopped laughing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Tyler Boss. It's a fun, interesting book. They do um, interesting. I think you, I don't know if you ever get these, but they have it, or you can get a copy that comes with like a little LP. So I have some people that get to collect the 45s. The 45s, yeah. So it co- is, yeah, yeah. It's kind of neat. It's, a, it's an interesting book. Kind of like uh, the end of the world, and it's kind of like a road trip with this uh, group. Fun book. Yeah, and Rosenberg's mm-hmm. a creative writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And a recommendation? I don't see why not. I, uh, there's a new docu-series on uh, Netflix called uh, Wrestlers. 
Okay. Uh, it's by yes. the the guys who did the uh, Last Chance You uh, docu series, and uh, for people who don't know, in the early two thousands, Ohio Valley Wrestling there you go. was the uh, development for the uh, WWF, yes, like yes. Randy Orton, uh, John Cena, Batista, all came out of that. Yeah. Um, since then, they've moved their, to their own performance center, and Ohio uh, Valley Wrestling has seen better days. Uh, Al Snow who you may know from the 90s, he carried around a mannequin head and that said, help me on it. Right. He is now, he's running Ohio Valley Wrestling. Oh, I don't know. They've, they've, been, they've, been, they've been bought by this company that's like, hey, we have to make money. We're going to have a tour across the country this summer leading up to a pay-per-view at the end of it. And this pay-per-view doesn't bring in money. We're going to have to close this down. So Al Snow and this group of wrestlers, none of them are well known. The only one that I recognized was Mr. Pectacular, who was on two what? seasons of Big Brother. Okay. But uh, <laughs> but it's a fascinating docu- documentary just to see. Uh, you really root for these uh, for these wrestlers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Yeah. Pectacular. <laughs> yeah, no, and Mr. Pectacular's character. He's very, he's very, um, he, he's very arrogant. Very, yeah. And he doesn't like to touch the ground, so he rides what? around on a little Segway. Yeah, it's a fantastic character. But the thing that really surprised me is they still do pay-per-views. Huh. Like they said, they're the only indie wrestling show that still has a weekly show and actually has pay-per-views. Huh. And the second issue is a heartbreak because they put everything they have into a pay-per-view. Right. And it doesn't sell anywhere near what they need it to. Um but yeah, it's fascinating watching Al Snow, who wants to keep it kind of like old school wrestling with the storylines and everything, mm-hmm. and these money people who don't know really much about wrestling, who want him to change the way he does business. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna check that out. Yeah, uh, Mike Horner. There's two mics. <laughs> Actually, there's four mics. Uh, oh. Real quick, I'm recommending uh, the Continental, uh-huh. mm. uh, the prequel for John Wick's World, I guess. Yep. No, John Wick's World. And um, it follows a young Winston and uh, kind of looks at the background of that. Now, some people may be polarized a little bit because Mel Gibson is it's a big part of is it. In it. But, right. yeah. I mean, I grew up with Lethal Weapon. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's who... That's who Mel Gibson is to me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> and so, I, and of course, I always feel like he brings energy to any character that he does. Yeah. Um, despite what you, you know, feel about him or how you feel. You know, some people were kind of going off on it a little bit. Yeah, saying the they forgot yeah. what John Wick was. Yeah. And I'm like, because they, you know, somebody said, well, they do too many uh, headshots. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, uh, that's what <laughs> that's Wick John would Wick's do. favorite thing. Yeah. I was like, that's, what he, that's how he finished <laughs> yeah, them. That right, was his finishing right. move. You know, that was his fatality no, some in Mortal Kombat. Amazing Combat. action nice. sequences. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. action is great. The sto- I was intrigued by the storyline uh, because, you know, I'm not going to give spoilers, but something was stolen at the beginning. And yeah. it's, you know, very important. You don't know why, but you kind of do, but you know, and everything. So anyway, I just, I really enjoyed it. The first episode was like an hour. It's a movie and, length. Yeah. It's like 29 minutes. Yeah. And I think there'll be three like that. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It was nice seeing Winston, you know, maybe his background to where he got, but anyway, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Very nice. cool. Bill. So for mine, I'm going to pick, um, so some friends of mine just got back from Dragon Con in Atlanta. So my rec- recommendation this week is for the Dragon Con convention. For people who haven't been, 
So if it's your first experience for a convention, it can be overwhelming. So it probably wouldn't be my first recommendation for my first convention. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking to experience like an actual convention, yeah. there's nothing like Dragon Con. And the way I describe it is it's kind of like almost like going to see the Grateful Dead in concert. You don't even have to like the music. You just go for the experience. experience. So you don't even have to enjoy comic books. You don't have to enjoy sci-fi. You don't have to enjoy cosplay. You don't, But just to go for the experience... There's nothing like it. It's about a 24-hour con. There's, you know, if it's 2 in the morning and you want to watch some movie... There, or you want to go to a drum circle. Or you want to go to a drum circle. <laughs> or you want to go see yeah. uh, a, a Celtic punk rock band. Um, wrestling. Wrestling. If, if you want to go demo a game at 3 in the morning, there's a, there's a room that's open where yeah. people are, are playing uh, you know, like tabletop games or card games. So it's as far as an experience, it can't be beat. Uh, so my recommendation is, and I, and it happens once a year. It's always Labor Day weekend. Amazing cosplay. Uh, the co- it's it's the Oscars of cosplay. Yep. People oh, I know nice. they take four or five costumes because they don't want to wear the same costume two days in a row. Yeah. And they work on their costume year year round. Um, so if you're just uh if you're just looking if you're in Atlanta that weekend just to even go for one day uh, I think you'd have a blast. Mm. Nice. Mike. Yeah. I'm going to recommend something I wanted so badly to recommend the past two episodes. Huh. And I'm still playing it, and I'm still loving it, so I'm going to go with the full recommendation. It's Armored Core 6. Oh, this game play that is so, bad. so awesome. It's, it's a serious game. takes itself very seriously. <clears throat> it's uh, by adults, for adults, so to speak. It's pretty cut and dry. You know, you're not mm-hmm. looking at a big open world. They're not a bunch of fetch quests. It's you're dropped into a mission, and you've got to go destroy and these mechs and these armor. Yeah, you're a mech, but you've got full customization. How are the boss battles? <laughs> uh, well, this is the company that made Dark Souls right, and Elden Ring, so yes. they're difficult, but they're epic. The, the trick to this game is building your mech correctly for the mission you're on. Okay, to you be specific for it. Yes, absolutely. You've got like multiple that. leg types, arm types, torsos, heads, countless weapons, machine right. guns, missiles. It's so creative and so fun. I mean, you could sit there for two hours, just like with toys, building the mechs. Mm-hmm. Full color customization. Oh, 15 tries? Yeah, so 15 it's tries. Ring, but it's about, that experience is about learning how to approach it. Once you realize, wait a minute, I, I'm going about this wrong. You take a step back and you realize what's going on with your tool set, then it becomes much easier and you start kind of wrapping your head around the way the game wants you to play. You are but, so uh, proud that you had recorded beating that boss that he showed me. That's the thing about a game like this. These um, mm-hmm. From Software games, they're hard, but the feeling of joy you get when you actually accomplish it, you stand right. up off the couch, yeah, <laughs> yeah. take yeah. it! Yeah, it's a great feeling. <laughs> so yeah, Armored Core 6, if anybody's okay. out there on the fence about it, get off that fence and get it. it, it this game rules. What's it on? Is it on everything? I think it's on it's all the... Switch? M- yeah, I think it even goes back to the PS4s and the Xboxes. Yeah. So yeah, it's the past couple generations. And we're all recommended. We're all booked into the week. We're yeah. all reviewed. This Tied has been great. I'd like to thank our special guest, Michael Horner. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank Mr. you. Batman. Uh, I don't know. Not much else to say here. It's been a great episode. I'm Mike D. I'm Ryan. Another one in the books. I'm out. Bye. Bye.